Welcome to another exciting week here on Brit David Podcast. As Pastor Tim brings us a message today entitled, Beware the Spirit of Criticism. A critical spirit is so often confused with a person being a pessimist or even a fatalist because we equate it with having a negative attitude. We tend to think of a spirit of criticism as a personality quirk and we let it go unchecked. Yet, a spirit of criticism can invade and quickly conquer an entire family or church or job site. And the devastation that is left is a scattering of broken lives. So, beware the spirit of criticism. Here's Pastor Tim. Amen. You can be seated. If you have your Bible today, I want to invite you to take it and turn with me to the book of Job today. Job chapter number 2. I want to talk to you today about a spirit of criticism. All criticism is not necessarily bad. Sometimes it can be the very best thing for your future to have somebody who will correct you. God can even use that to bring about course correction in your life. What we're talking about today is not just criticism, it's a spirit of criticism. That's different than a personality quirk. It's different than a person who is naturally a pessimist. The pessimist says, you know, the, the glass is half full. The person with the spirit of criticism <laughs> berates the person who drank the other half of water. You know, spirit of criticism is the person who is always looking for fault, looking to find fault in somebody else, and making sure, making sure that they bring that to their attention. Spirit of criticism is not from the Lord. A spirit of criticism is a demonic spirit. A spirit of criticism can not only bring down a family, it can bring down a church. We even see its devastation in our own nation. The best example that I can find for you in the Bible concerning a spirit of criticism is Job's wife. We know that Job's wife is with him throughout the book, and we certainly see her at the end. We know that she's there. But the only time that she is mentioned specifically is in chapter number 2 and verse number 9. And it's because of what is said of her in that verse, and the verses that follow, we see that this is a critical woman. A woman with venom in her veins. A woman with hatred that's in her heart. A woman who has a spirit of criticism And make sure that she shares that with everybody. Look, if you will, Job chapter number 2, beginning in verse number 9. The Bible says, Then his wife, Job's wife, said to him, Do you still hold to your integrity, curse God, and die? Now, just picking up that one particular verse and seeing that being the introduction, if you're not familiar with the story of Job, you're saying, Wait, what? What in the world is happening here? For those of you that know the story of Job, then you know that the devil is the instigator in this story. 
He's come before the Lord as He continually does, and I believe as He still does today. And He stands before the Lord and He says, Have you considered Job? Or God says to him, Have you considered my servant Job? The devil says, Well, he didn't serve you for nothing. He serves you and he's faithful to you because you are good to him. Let's take some stuff away from him and we'll see just how faithful your Job really is. And God gives him permission. By the way, God has to give him permission, doesn't he? Satan is not omnipotent. He is not omniscient. He is not omnipresent. The devil is not God's equal opposite. He is under authority by God. And as he presents himself before God, has to gain permission both in Job's life and in yours. And just as he might do in your life, God grants Satan permission in Job's life. And Satan does the unthinkable. He not only ends up taking away all of his stuff, all of his sheep, all of his camels, all of his goats, but he also takes away all of his children in one big swoop. He takes them all away. If that's not bad enough, Satan returns before God and says, You know what, God? Job didn't curse you after we took away his family and all of his stuff. But if you were to touch his body and touch his life, then for sure he will curse you. God grants him permission. And when we pick up in verse in chapter number two, Satan has now touched his body. If you've ever had the shingles, I've had folks that have said Job got the shingles from the devil. Because he just took an old broken piece of pottery and just began to scrape himself. He couldn't stand the pain that he had. And yet still he doesn't curse God. But tucked away in the background is his sweet wife. (laughs) Who says, Job, you've lost all of our livelihood. You've lost our children. You've lost your own health. This is the God that you serve? A God who allows these bad things to happen? That's the kind of God that you serve? I wish you'd just curse God and die. That's a woman who is filled with the spirit of criticism. She can't see what God is doing. Is not looking for what God may be doing either now or in the future. And simply sees what is right in front of her. Where did this spirit of criticism come from? Was it because her children were taken away? Was it because her family's livelihood was taken away? I want to tell you no. I believe it happened long before that. Let me share with you where this comes from. Would you hold your place here in Job chapter 2? 
And turn with me to the New Testament, to the book of Hebrews, chapter number 12. Hebrews, chapter number 12. As you're turning there, let me remind you of this. A spirit of criticism is not the original problem. A spirit of criticism is not the root of this plant. A spirit of criticism is simply a stem that produces fruit as well. In Hebrews chapter number 12, look if you will down in verse number 14. That's where I want us to begin. The Bible says, Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, and listen to this, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. This is the heart. This is the origination of a spirit of criticism. It is born in a heart that has a root of bitterness. Let's go ahead and talk about how that begins. Because everybody is subject to this. It begins with a seed of hurt. Of hurt. Have you ever been hurt? Has anybody in here not been hurt? By words? By circumstances, by actions of somebody, it is a seed of hurt that gets implanted in the heart, but not just any heart. It is a heart that is open to hostility, a heart that is willing to hold on to hostility. In other words, that hurt rests inside of a person who does not understand forgiveness and does not know how to give forgiveness. And that heart and that hurt gets harbored, and that seed germinates inside of that heart. And it's not going to be long before that root of bitterness, that's what's taking place in your heart. A root of bitterness springs forth, the Bible says. And that shoot comes up out of the ground. That one original stem is a spirit of criticism. The spirit of criticism is not something that you want. I'm not sure who does. If it's not something that you want... Some people tend to take a weed eater to that problem. They just cut it off. I'm just going to cut this off. I I don't want to act this way. I'm not going to respond that way. I'm not going to let that spill out of my mouth. I'm not going to hurt somebody else just because they've hurt me. You know what the problem with a weed eater is? It leaves the roots. 
It's not going to be long before that same root that first produced the spirit of criticism once again springs forth another stem that also has a spirit of criticism. The only way to deal with the root of bitterness is to pull out the root. To not have a heart with a soil that harbors hurt for long. A heart that has been salted with salt and light from the Spirit of God that doesn't allow that root to grow in that heart. Job's wife is not that way. She has nurtured this root of bitterness and it is springing forth in this episode as a spirit of criticism. Let me talk to you about that for a moment. Let's talk about what that stem looks like. A critical spirit first has a sinful stem. It has a sinful stem. This is not from the Lord. This is not even from the example that her godly husband has provided for her. When he had every reason to curse God, he never did. And yet she encourages him, curse God and die. Why are you still holding on to your integrity? This is not something that comes from the Lord. It's not just something that is negative. It's not just a result of the circumstances that she finds herself in. That harboring of hurt is a harboring of sinfulness. See, if there's any kind of pesticide that you can use on the root of bitterness and the stem of criticism, it's forgiveness. It's forgiveness. To experience that yourself from the Lord, to be able then to provide that to others who've initiated some kind of hurt in your life. Forgiveness. This is a woman who does not understand forgiveness. Who doesn't understand what the nature of God is Himself. And that lack of belief has poisoned her heart and poisoned what she develops out of her own life. Now I know this is Job's wife. It seems like we're picking on the ladies a little bit. It's about to seem a little bit more like that. But it don't mean it that way. Because there certainly are men who have a critical spirit as well. But listen to what the book of Proverbs has to say about this. It says, It is better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. Then it says this, It is better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and angry woman. It says the contentions of a wife are a continual dripping, like a faucet that drips at night. And you hear it and hear it. And hear it. It says a continual dripping on a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. 
Whoever restrains her restrains the wind and grasps oil with his right hand. If you think that you're going to fix a person with a spirit of criticism, you're mistaken. It's like trying to grab a hold of a greased pig, the Bible says. This is not an issue that you can fix all by yourself. This is not a personality problem. This is a spiritual problem. A person with a critical spirit is a person who is not right with God. They can't be because of the nature that they've given themselves to. A critical spirit has a sinful stem. Number two, a critical spirit has a soulish stem. A soulish stem. Soulish simply means that I am, I am trusting in myself. It's an Oprah Winfrey kind of spirituality. That all of the light that you have and all of the light that you need simply emanates from yourself. It originates with you. The Bible says that that is foolish. And that's exactly what Job says about his wife. Look at verse number 10. But he said to her, You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God and shall we not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. His wife did, but Job did not. He says, when you speak, and you say things like, why do you maintain your integrity? As if integrity is something that you should not maintain. Why don't you curse God when we should not curse God? Why don't you just die when it's not in her power to bring that about? When she speaks that way, she speaks utter foolishness. And here's the heart of foolishness. Both Psalm number 14 and Psalm number 53 begin exactly the same way. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. The fool has said in his heart. Doesn't mean that he says that with his mouth. There's not a Baptist in this room who would say, there is no God. But I guarantee you there are Baptists all over the world who live as if they do not answer to God. Who live as if they're not accountable to Him who live as if He is not watching, who live as if He's not listening, who live as if He will not hold them to account. They live a life of foolishness. To live soulish is foolish. It's to say, I do not need Christ. I don't need a spirit to be reborn. I can do everything all by myself. The person with a critical spirit believes that they are right in all things. 
and that everybody else is wrong in all things. A person with a critical spirit will believe that you are wrong even if it means that they have to change their idea of what's right. That's a person who goes looking for fault. That's a person who's looking for something to be wrong in another person's life, like Job's wife does with him. Pastor Tim thanks you for joining us here on Brit David Podcast and would love to invite you to be here tomorrow as he continues his message, Beware the Spirit of Criticism. Pastor Tim would also love to connect with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at BritDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.